following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's a busy week at Main Street Preps. We've got the basketball district races heating up. National Signing Day is happening for all sports. The wrestling state duels are this Saturday, and hockey is closing its regular season. So if you want to hear about all that, you've come to the right place. Here we go. It's time for Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Follow them on Twitter at Main Street Preps. Now, Main Street Preps this week. Here's Tyler and Russell. Welcome into another episode of Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier. Tyler, are you doing all right this morning? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I, I've got my English breakfast style tea here, and we've got we've got Marlon uh, on standby. It's always a good day when Marlon Sims gets to speak with you, so I'm excited for that. Absolutely, and I've just looked down at the clock, and it is not morning anymore for the average person, but for us sports riders, it is still morning, afternoon, whatever. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Like Tyler said, we're going to talk to Cane Ridge basketball coach Marlon Sims. We're going to go over our latest Fab 15 mid-state rankings, and we're going to preview some of the top basketball games of the week and, and touch on National Signing Day there at the end. So, first up, let's bring in Coach Marlon Sims, whose team is off to a 15-6 start. Hey, Marlon, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. How you guys doing? Doing well, sir. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, Marlon, it's a great time to be associated with Cane Ridge basketball. You guys are having a great season. Uh, won all seven of your games in January um, as we close the book on that and move to February here. Uh, do you feel like your team's kind of hitting its stride, Marlon? Yeah, I, I don't know yet. I mean, it's all about watching the film. I think, you know, some nights we play – Pretty well. Sometimes we kind of struggle. Um, I think at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is string along 32 good minutes of basketball. And, you know, I think right now the max we've probably hit so far is about 25, 26 good minutes. So we're just trying to close that gap. And, you know, hopefully by the time, you know, tournament play hits, we're, we're at the 30 mark, um, stringing together some good basketball. So. Marlon, you played for a White's Creek team, and that in 1991, I saw that they held a uh, a number one ranking by ESPN. How this is a two part question for you about your about your playing days? One, how good was that team? Yeah. Tell us something about that team. And two, did did playing on a group like that provide any lessons, maybe on how to coach a state title contending group like the one you have now? Uh, yeah, good question. I think uh, from the first point of it, you know, from I think me and the guy, we sit around talking one day, and from my sophomore year up until me graduating, I played with seven Division One basketball players. Uh, I think that's Ooh. a pretty special part of it. Um, you know, play long, you know, my sophomore year, I played with Corey Allen. Uh, you know, we had Brian Ward on the team who walked on to play football at Vanderbilt. Then the next year, we got, you know, Robert Davis who played football at Vanderbilt, and Thomas Hunter, who had been going to Gene College and finished up with Illinois State. Um, then looking at our group, you know, Chris Rucker walked on at Vanderbilt for basketball and finished at Cumberland. Uh, Lamont played at Akron. Uh, I played at Northern Illinois and 
everybody knows David played at the University of Memphis. So I think from that standpoint, it's really special. Uh, the, the athletes I played with, the people I was part of through my high school career, that, that part makes it special. And then well, your other question, I think, you know, from my standpoint, you know, understanding, uh, I guess, through, you know, not being successful in high school, um, you know, the glass house, understanding Murfreesboro, uh, we had a game plan going into the last season, uh, understand how to play in that gymnasium, and it, it kind of helped us out the first first two nights, and hopefully, you know, we can take some of those same lessons we learned, especially that third night, and carry it on to this season, if we're, if we're blessed to make it back to Murfreesboro, so. Well, speaking of history, Brandon Miller has made some for Metro Nashville schools here. He's the first McDonald's All-American since 1996 for the district, and he was also named this week to the Iverson Classic roster. That's going to be an all-star game held in Memphis in April. How cool is it to see Brandon honored for all of his accomplishments? Well, I think anytime you know, you're coaching young men, that's the part you want to see. You want to see the fruits of their labor, not yours, but their, their labor to you know, them to see success, you know, Anytime Brandon sees success, I think our program sees success. So, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm just excited for Brandon that he's able to, like he said, knock some things off his uh, off his checklist, uh, reach some of his goals that he wanted to reach out as uh, his basketball career began. So, I'm happy for Brandon. At the time of this recording, Brandon was shooting 49% from the field and 40% from three. What, what's been the biggest difference in his shot making? Did he make any mechanical changes or anything? Uh, I think he just worked on more than anything else on all season, his range and his uh, and believing in himself. I think, you know, last year playing the short season we played, he actually shot 50% from three heading into the tournament and uh, state tournament. So, you know, he's probably not shooting the ball as well, but I think he's played some better competition this year probably uh, that's really forced him to do some different things. Uh, but, you know, for him as a basketball player, just trying to grow as, as, a, as a basketball player, uh, you know, he he's put the hard work in. He's worked on it. He's He's put in, me and him talking yesterday about hopefully he can make that exclusive club 50, 40, 90. I think it's a goal he has this year. I think, you know, if he can shoot the ball a little bit better tonight and for the rest of the couple of games, he might be able to hit that goal of 50, 40, 90. I think any shooter wants to be at that goal of 50, 40, 90. So. And plenty of other guys have stepped up for you too, Marlon. Uh, a, few, a few names that come to mind are Ryan Oliver, Jalen Lawrence, Dayron Hall. I'm sure there's a few others too, but – what do you make of this supporting cast that you guys have built around Brandon? Well, I think that's the key. I mean, I think everybody knows going in, you know, with Brandon Miller and, you know, what to do with Brandon uh, and to limit him. But so the other guys have opportunities to make plays each and every night. And I think from my playing days, I'm able to talk to them guys as a role player, understanding what it takes to be successful uh, playing with a guy who's drawn a double team or triple team every possession down court. Uh, and being able to work on your game and grow as a basketball player also. So I try to talk to the guys from that standpoint. What, Marlon, when it comes to leadership, I guess, you know, we even from watching your team, I guess we could all assume maybe that Brandon is your leader type guy, but I, I don't want to make that assumption. I mean, it, we hear about in sports these kind of leaders who are kind of like the Pied Piper. You know, everybody just follows their lead. I mean, who is that for you guys? So, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, Brandon, probably if you looked at that part and thought that was the leader, it'd be it. But you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, Brandon has leadership qualities about himself. But our most important player in, in the glue of our team is Ryan Oliver. Uh, Brian, Ryan is a – he's a do-all guy. He guards the other team's best best perimeter defender, especially, you know, if we get late in games, we got to put Brandon on him, whatever it might be. 
Uh, he allows Brandon to, to do some other things on the basketball court that people might not be able to see. Uh, and Brandon trusts Ryan, and that really helps us out. And, Brandon, and Ryan's able to bridge that gap uh, between the other guys and Brandon's time. They played together since eighth grade, so they truly understand each other. And, and that part really helps us as a basketball team. I know, you know early in the season we didn't have Ryan. He hurt his ankle warming up for the Lebanon game. Uh, first game of the season was and set out oh. until the second semester. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, it, it helped the other guys grow. And I'm just excited now Ryan's back, you know, being established some type of senior season uh, for him for himself and for our basketball team. So. And so it looks like you guys have four games remaining on the schedule here, Marlon. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you're hoping to see your team piece together a full 32-minute uh, performance. Um, I guess is that kind of what you're hoping for and maybe these last couple games before the postseason starts just to kind of make sure everything's clicking on, on all cylinders before the playoffs begin? Yeah, that, that's that's the part of it. You know, going to the tournament again, like I said, being able to put together 32 good minutes of basketball, uh, that's the part you really want to focus on. You don't focus on shot making, but you do focus on getting quality possessions and quality shots each possession down court. And defensively, being able to play with active hands, being able to force ball handling is where we want them to go, uh, being able to rebound and finish possessions and rebound the basketball and, and play at a fast pace and play at a high level. I mean, that's that's our goal each and every night. And I'll say that from day one, any kids ever played for me understands the two biggest things we want to do each night heading into the game of basketball is play hard and have fun. Uh, that's what it's all about for me, play, uh, playing hard. And, and with that happening, also being able to have some fun at it also. We try to play a fun style of basketball in which, you know, other people get to touch the basketball. We get to, we try to get the score into the 80s. That's really our goal going each night, 20 points a quarter is our goal. You know, if we can limit the other team to 10 or below each quarter, we kind of reach our defensive goals for that night. So that's really what we try to do each and every day. And so that's what we focus on each night. And we'll continue to focus on the next four games. Uh, Marlon, we're going to get you out here after one more question. It's a little bit offbeat, but I was I was okay. curious. Uh, I, sure. Eric Eric Gaston, a senior defensive and offensive lineman for Cane Ridge this year who's committed to Memphis, yeah. he's obviously got a football future, but mm-hmm. I noticed uh, he came out for basketball this year. Is there a backstory there? I, I don't know how much he's playing, but, I mean, did you have to, like, convince him to come out, or did he just want to come out for this run and, and try and help you guys uh, finish off this, uh, get this title won? Uh, you know, Eric, Eric's a special kid. You know, he really – Eric played for us his first two seasons. He didn't play last season, uh, trying to trying to focus on the football season. Then with COVID and all that going on, he decided to take a step away from basketball for a year, which I totally understand. And he actually came to me this year and said he wanted to play and he thought he could help his basketball team somewhere. And he didn't care how much playing time he got or, or anything. He just wanted to be part of the team. And, you know, we got kids like that in the building that you really care about. You care about their families. You can't tell them no. So I, I, there's no way I can tell, you know, I can tell them no. And so, you know, I, I think we played a, a big seven-footer. We was in Arkansas, uh, the Ware kid that's going to Oregon. You know, Eric did a really good job. I didn't limit them no, but did a really good job pushing them off the block. And that's probably the one game Eric's probably played the most minutes this season. But I do see some situations later in the later in the season going to the tournament. Uh, actually, in the tournament, Eric actually be able to help us and play. Because at some point, we're going to need some depth at that position and, the wide body to help us out rebound down the down the backboard. So, and one last 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 one here, Marlon, on the way out at, on sure. Max Preps, you guys are listed as uh, as playing Hamilton Heights Christian Academy on Saturday the twelfth. Is that game happening? Or what's what's the story there? 
As far as I know it is, I, I texted the guy the other day, so I hadn't heard anything about it. They've been focusing on some other things out of state, I think. And as far as I know, it's East is supposed to play, I think, Tennessee prep that night. It's all at Trebekah, and we're supposed to play Hamilton Heights. So, you know, like I say, going into the tournament time, it's, it's a good level of basketball to see what both teams stand at going in, playing against some prep schools uh, that, you know, play a different set of rules than we do. But at the end of the day, it's just a game of basketball. See, see if we actually got any better. So, I know we play quality teams like that, you know, during the month of December and see, you know, what January grew us to and what February is going to take us. So that's where we're at with that. Yeah, that should be a, a great measuring measuring stick there before the postseason, Coach. So uh, we really appreciate your time today and best of luck over these next few weeks as you guys close it out. Oh, thanks so much, man. Thanks for everything you all do for high school sports, man. It truly means a lot. I, I truly appreciate everything you all do. I try to text you all our scores after the game and our box scores and, Appreciate you all taking time out to put it on your website and, and, and talk about Cambridge High School. Thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. you, Coach. That's been Cane Ridge boys basketball coach Marlon Sims. And Tyler, they are playing basketball at a really high level right now. They've, I got to see them a couple weeks ago. I happened to be there at the night that Brandon Miller set a couple of school records. I believe it was 42 points, 11 three-pointers, and, man, it was – it was a show, so um, I'm sure as the games get more important for them, the crowds are going to continue to get bigger, and it's just one of those things you probably need to go see um, if you're a if you're a fan of basketball and you live anywhere near uh, Antioch. Oh yeah, um, look, I I've got some buddies uh, who grew up in Florida around the time um, now his name's escaping me. Oh, at Austin Rivers. Uh, was going to high school near them, and they they went all the time. Um, if you're a fan of basketball and you you want to see somebody like Brandon Miller, just go to the Cane Ridge gym and and go watch him play or go find another area gym. I mean, he's a blast to watch. Uh, I think something that we've talked about, but uh, we could probably address it again here is just that Cane Ridge that how impressive it was what they did last year, having a shortened schedule and then making a real run at a state title, and then team that frankly, it was just, you know, how loaded that team was um, and had the advantage of playing more games. So I think that was such an impressive run of theirs last year because, what was it, just nine games in the regular season, something like that? I yeah, think it was I think a it was single eight. digit. By the time they they ended up with all those postseason games, there it actually didn't look like they missed a ton of games. I think they still played like 15 when it was all said and done, but normally that would have been more like 30 or, or something. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just don't amazing. get that. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing that the only thing that could stop them was Mike Miller, a former NBA player, and basically a prep school version of the Houston basketball team that had players from all over the city, basically that were all going to Division One colleges. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was nothing to hang their hang their hats about, hang their heads yeah. about. And I mean, so the December schedule that Marlon touched on when they went to Oregon, um, I think that's going to be really beneficial for him this year because that's just the that's just a different level of work and prep that they didn't have a year ago and they still were able to put together a really solid run. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, regardless of how it finishes. Uh, if again, like you said, if you like basketball and basketball talent, go watch Brandon Miller. And for that matter, uh, that whole team, it's, it's not just a one man show. I mean, they've got, they've got guys. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun if you're a, if you're kind of a basketball nerd. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even without Miller, they they still probably have a really solid team. So yeah, good stuff there. And, uh, all right, well, speaking of top teams, let's make the transition now to talk about our latest Fab 15 Mid-State Basketball Power Rankings. And let's kick it off with the girls. There weren't a ton of changes in the girls' rankings this week, and this top five is going to sound pretty familiar if you if you listened last week or if you followed us on the website. 
And both these rankings, boys and girls, are available right now on MainStreetPreps.com if you just search up Fab 15. Uh, but for the girls, the top five are Blackman at number one, Innsworth number two, Webb School number three, Cookville number four, and Page at number five. Uh, Brentwood, which was previously number 14, dropped out of the poll after losing to Ravenwood last week. And Creekwood and Stewart's Creek are on the outside looking in. Meanwhile, East Nashville um, joined the poll to uh, make up for Brentwood there. East Nashville 17 and 1, and they have been kind of knocking on the door these last couple weeks. Uh, they've been playing some really strong basketball. I actually got to see them last week. Their defense is kind of. Uh, is kind of where they, they make their money. They've only allowed 15.5 points per game in the month of January, and their only loss all season was to Beach uh, way back before Christmas. So uh, a great season so far for the Lady Eagles. They're at 17-1, and one, and they are now the number 15 team in the Fab 15 girls' rankings. Um, big movers, uh, they're really the only semi-big mover was Rockvale. They moved up from 15 to number 12. Uh, they narrowly missed out on a big upset of number one Blackman last Friday that would have really sent uh, some shockwaves through this poll. But nonetheless, they do move up after falling 46 to 40 uh, to them. And, you know, Tony Davis, who I wrote a story about a couple weeks ago, playing really well for them. And she's got some some talented players around her as well that have made the Lady Rockets a pretty serious contender here um, in that in that Murfreesboro district that they're in. Uh, and so we'll see if they can continue to climb the rankings. I think, uh, you know, they certainly have an opportunity to. Uh, one of their big games this week is at Coffee County on Saturday. That's a game they lost by almost 30 points back on December 11th. So we'll see if Rockville has um, kind of made a big, a big improvement since then. But otherwise, there's still a couple of undefeateds in here, including number one Blackman. They're 17-0. and uh, Cookville at number... Four is twenty three and zero, and then Loretto at number seven is twenty one and zero. And I think Loretto, having swept Summertown, probably has the best chance to stay undefeated for the rest of the season. Uh, meanwhile, Blackman's got to take on Oakland this week, and Cookville has to play Lebanon. So we'll see if we still have three undefeateds when when it's all said and done next week, Tyler. Yeah, it's wild. There's still that many undefeateds in the in the girls category, and. At, at number one, we had a you and I had a brief conversation about Blackman and Innsworth because of that. You know, because of Blackman playing a close game against Rockville. Whether I think the the girls polls a lot like the boys, which we're going to get to. Uh, Blackman and Innsworth, it's a public school and a private school that both kind of are uh, trying can definitely be in the conversation for number one. So, um, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. I, you know, Innsworth is is rolling; they're really good. Um, but that that number one ranking is, it was uh, it was pretty it was a not a good place to be last uh, or I guess I shouldn't say number one ranking. Um, but Endsworth losing last Friday to NBA and the and the boys that was that was a huge upset. So we almost had two huge upsets in, in one night. But but Blackman survived. Uh, but let's talk about the boys a little bit. Um, let's let's quickly let's go one through five. Uh, number one Beach followed by Brentwood Academy, Cane Ridge, Columbia. And Endsworth, uh, you know, I think the there was a lot of action in this poll uh, this last week, and there could have been even more had in uh, with with I guess you know Brentwood Academy was kind of taken to the to the wire at one point. So the big movers with C- CPA fell out all the way from number seven. It was a twenty point loss to Endsworth that really I thought kind of did them in, and 
had that game been a little more competitive, I could have seen I could have seen CPA staying in. Uh, Clarksville jumped up. I think they're playing well against their against its schedule. It's it's not a you know it's not a schedule like um, that's as difficult as maybe some others in different regions. But Clarksville's sure playing well against it, and, and JJ Wheat can really score. You know, Jaheim Berry is probably one of the area's best three point shooters. They're playing well. Uh, Clay County getting back in at number eleven after a big win over Pickett County. Uh, Bulldogs didn't lose in January. Grant Strong, he's scoring over 30 a game. Uh, exciting player to watch. I, I hope to get to watch him soon. Uh, and, and of course, NBA entering the poll there at number 15. Um, that was a special night uh, at their place on Friday uh, with, with Josh Roberts hit a, hitting a running three at the buzzer to beat Ensworth, uh, rivalry win, um, an emotional night in that gymnasium that they were honoring Jackson Francis, a teammate who was involved in an accident and, uh, has, has been receiving medical attention for, for months related to that. And, uh, just one of those nights in the gym, you know, you just, you just kind of, you just kind of wonder, you know, they picked that night to honor him and something really magical happened. So, um, but, uh, you know, the emotion, all of that aside, NBA's a good basketball team. I think they're still just trying to figure out how to play without Francis, and I, I think they're getting there. Uh, it's they're going to be a tough out for somebody here in the next you know few weeks. And um, you mentioned earlier, Kane Ridge, uh, <laughs> four more games left on the schedule. I cannot believe we are that far along in the season. Um, you know, we're going to be we're going to have district tournaments here before pre before long. Yeah, in fact, the Division Two. Single A teams are wrapping up their seasons this week, um, so there's going to be teams as early as next week going home <laughs> in that wow. in those districts. So, uh, but you know, basketball season for for a lot of these top teams is going to go for a while still. Of course, the championships don't wrap up until mid March. But you're right; it is um, very quickly coming to uh, coming to a point here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some great games this week. Let's kind of let's kind of shift toward that. Uh, let's start with the boys here. I. I feel like we've been talking about the Pickett County Clay County matchup for like a month because of weather and you know it's been pushed several times. I think the second game got pushed. I think the first game got pushed a couple times. I think they but, both got canceled at least once, and I think another one of them yeah. got canceled or postponed twice. So it's so, it's gotten pretty confusing. Yeah, but here here we are with round two. I guess is what it yes. all comes down to. <laughs> round two, and I'm looking at the forecast. I think we're good. I think. It's not I, mean, I guess wood. I shouldn't say that. It's not awesome, <laughs> but there is some stuff out there, some ice or whatever. But uh, I, I think we got it this time. Um, a lot of nomination ballots are going out this week, Russell, for Mr. Basketball. And a lot of them mm-hmm. had Pickett County's Zach Amonette and or Clay County's Grant Strong on them. So it's it's probably I, – I imagine it's a special night anytime these guys are in a gym together. Uh, Amonette's averaging just over 20 a game. And Strong, of course, we, we talked about averaging over 30. So that, that looks like a really – Really interesting game. Um, you know, I, I, Russell, I was new last year. I don't think I've seen either one of these teams. But you had you you covered them last year, right? I mean, in the you state tournament, Pickett and Clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah either or. Them. Okay, yeah, yeah, I covered both of them there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're both. I mean, they're pretty similar. Both those, you know, we talked about it before. The small town basketball kind of powerhouses, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least yeah. right now. So. Um, but yeah, they were both in the single A tournament last year. Um, Pickett County, of course, lost to Mem- Memphis Academy of Health and Sciences and, and Cameron Miller, who's uh, now a UT football signee. Um, and then Clay County 
mm. played MAHS in the finals, and they were down by like 15 or 20, I think, in the first half, and ended up making a huge comeback, led by Grant Strong, of course, and and winning the title there. So yeah, that was uh, those that was kind of my introduction to both those teams, and I was it came away impressed, and it's been fun to follow their their success ever since. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to watch them both play. I hope hopefully I'll get the chance this year. Uh, next one I'm looking at here: Green Hill, seventeen and three at Lebanon, twenty and four. This is the quote unquote TV game. Uh, it's going to be on my TV thirty if you want to watch it. Uh, if you're if you're not in the area, but it's got huge district nine four A seating implications. Um, Green Hills, Paxson Davis, uh, and Lebanon's Yaron Alexander, among others, playing really well right now. Uh, I believe Davidson had twenty eight points last week against Cookville. Um, Lebanon won that first meeting 67-59, so I think there's uh, things seem to be kind of lining up uh, for a good one. Independence at Ravenwood. Uh, this is kind of in our uh, our host JP's neck of the woods a little bit, a little bit, um, more than it is ours. Uh, Independence at 19-5, and five, Ravenwood at 16-7. and seven. It's a big chance for Ravenwood in District 12-4A. Uh, Indy won the, meet- the first meeting by a couple points. Uh, Independence's Jet Montgomery is shooting 61% from the field and 40% from three at last check. So uh, that's that's a good player to go watch too. I, I think in any other year, I, I know that he's they're pumping him for, for Mr. Basketball. It's a tough year in 4A, but uh, he's only a sophomore. Um, yeah, that's amazing. He's going to have he's gonna have his crack at that award. Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's got impressive numbers. So um, that's a big game. That's a huge game. A um, couple others and just he, as we – Go ahead. Or just real quick, yeah, just real quick, Tyler. I know Marlon Sims touched on this in our interview about how he was he was hoping that Brandon Miller could get to the um, the fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three, ninety percent from the free throw line. So that that forty percent number from Jet Montgomery really sticks out to me. And you know, if you can shoot forty percent from three at the high school level, I mean, you are a weapon for your team because there's just not many people that can do that I, really at any level, but especially at, at the high school level. So uh, yeah, no, my hat's off to Jet Montgomery there. He's clearly having an awesome season. Yeah. There were probably a lot of people holding their breath in uh, that game last week where he had a shot to, uh, I believe he had the last three to beat Columbia um, in, in that close game down there. So and anytime somebody mm-hmm. like that's got the ball in their hands at the last second, it's that's a, that's a tense that's a tense moment. A couple others as we move on to the uh, out of the boys. Uh, Franklin at Brentwood's a big one in District 11, 4A. A good pasture at Davidson Academy. Uh, that, that's a big one in um, Division Two District 4. Uh, moving on to the girls. Lincoln County, 17-3 at Page, 21-1. You know, by records, this one looks really good. Uh, but I'll tell you that, that it, Page is, is really, really good. Uh, I saw them last Friday. Uh, and that that's a team that's playing great um, with Lily Wilkin and Mackenzie Cochran. I mean, they, they go fast and they, they turn games over on their heads in a hurry with their, with their tempo. It's, it's really impressive to watch when they get going page, of course, still number one in uh, the AP class three, a poll. So I think at this point, page probably just looking for any test it can, just like other contenders as we sort of get to the playoffs and um, you know, teams are really trying to challenge themselves and make sure they haven't taken a step back, uh, as Marlon kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, second one, this and this one looks really good. Clarksville, 15-4 and four at Rossview at 18-2. A uh, lot of intrigue here. Rossview won the first meeting, 41-40. to 40. Uh, I would love to watch Clarksville's Amari Berry play. She dropped 28 last night in a victory. Rossview, super tough defensively, so that's, that's a great matchup. Uh, Saturday, Coffee County and Rockvale, as you mentioned, are going to play. Uh, 
Rockville just took Blackman to the wire and, you know, threatened to really spoil that Blackman win streak. And Coffee County was just straight dominant during the month of January and is, is firmly in our, our Fab 15 top 10. So that that's a good one as well. Um, yeah, we're just not going to be a whole lot more of these weeks, Russell, where we just get to look at the schedule pretty soon. There's going to be brackets and stuff to fill out. So this is, uh, yeah. we're, get, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's going to be exciting soon. Yeah, definitely so. And, um, you know, I mean, basketball, the postseason is really kind of what, what it's all about, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. there's so many, you know, there's the district and then there's the region then there's the sectionals and there's state. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have the regular season here where you can just pick a bunch of games out of the hat. But um, it, it is helpful in the playoffs when, when you know you're going get, to get some better games and you're not actually going to show up to a, a 30-point blowout or something like that. So, <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, exciting stuff there, Tyler. Thanks for running down those games. And of course we do want to mention that basketball is not just the only thing happening this week. There are, um, national signing day, of course, is happening Wednesday and throughout the week for a lot of schools. Um, there's some, some big football guys out there still trying to make decisions. Uh, but I think this signing day, Tyler, the highlight is really a lot of players just from all sports, you know, baseball, soccer, golf. I mean, just anybody that has made their decision after the last signing day that happened in November that was for all sports, really anybody that's decided since then uh, is probably going to be signing. So a lot of these schools have, you know, 5, 10, 12, 15 in some cases, uh, all kind of realizing their college dreams. So it should be a really fun day. Um, of course, probably the biggest name that everybody's going to recognize is Jordan James. A longtime Georgia commit is now going to decide between three schools on Wednesday. So that should be an interesting one. That's our Main Street Preps player of the year from football player of the year from 2021 probably the biggest unsigned name out there there's also a couple guys up in sumner county andrew page from beach and jameson wharton from hendersonville that are expected to make their decisions we'll have coverage of that um we'll have coverage of um of course wherever tyler and i end up going we're we're still working on those plans as to where we're going to go but overall i just i really love signing day i love putting together the list of you know a hundred kids that are signing and it's just, it's just a really fun, fun time, I think. Um, but on top of that, there's also the state wrestling duels that we'll have coverage of on Saturday. Um, and G Nash, the hockey league is wrapping up its regular season and Brentwood just clinched, uh, the first place in the league for the regular season title last night with their four to nothing win over Pope prep. Um, so they're well positioned Tyler to potentially, uh, pick up another predators cup title, later this month uh they won it three years in a row i believe 18 19 and 20 uh they lost it to brent or nba last year and so this is kind of their season to, to get back on track so anyways tons of stuff going on this week it should should be a lot of fun yeah those hockey uh those hockey ch- uh, playoff games are a lot of fun uh i'm i'm still kind of i'm rough i'm still fairly new but i've i've covered a couple of them and they are it's a scene it's fun it's nice too because when you go in there, like I, I don't know, a lot of these like crowded gyms. Unless I take off my jacket, it ends up getting a little sweaty in there. You know, you're a little cramped. You go into the hockey rink. Oh, you just get to cool keep off. Keep your coat on. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Keep the, it, it's just kind of an age old problem. Walking indoors anywhere, you're bundled up in the winter, and it's super warm inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah. versus in the summer, you know, you're in short sleeves. You walk in somewhere, it's freezing. So, anyways, the right. the hockey rink kind of is the perfect uh, temperature, at least for me. That's, but that's absolutely right. <laughs> so anyways well I, that's going to do it for main street preps this week thanks everybody for joining us and be sure to stay posted to mainstreetpreps.com all week 
for coverage of everything that we've mentioned. And we'll see you back here next time on Main Street Preps this week. This has been Main Street Preps this week, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Follow on Twitter at Main Street Preps and follow Russell at Russell V underscore MSP and Tyler at Tyler Palmatier 83. Just follow the scroller at the bottom. You'll find them. Main Street Preps this week is a production of Main Street Media.